0: You're listening to TalkZone.com. Internet talk radio. TalkZone.com. Time for more Crime Time Live on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, criminal attorney Scott Weinberg.
1: Welcome back. Is everyone in Michigan ready for a no-nonsense mayor? Who wants, as he says, to lay out the red carpet and get rid of red tape for business? Well, this morning, let me tell you, we have a treat. We have a chance to hear from the mayor himself. Virgin Monero is currently the mayor of Lansing, Michigan, elected in November 2005. He's a member of the Democratic Party. And, of course, prior to serving as mayor, he served as a legislative aide, an Ingham County commissioner, and both in the Michigan House of Representatives and the state senate. Now... He is our Democratic nominee for governor in the state of Michigan. Burge, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks a lot, Scott. Happy to be here. How are you doing?
1: Well, we're doing great. You know, and our question of the day, and of course it's something I'm sure you get all over this great state, Is and everyone in Michigan is asking the same thing, when are jobs returning to this state? How are we going to increase employment?
0: Well, you're right. It is asked all over the state. It's uh, vital all over the state. Uh, People are hurting all over the state. There's also uh, great opportunity and and great ingenuity in this state, and we've got to begin to leverage our assets. You know, we've got to put our best foot forward. We're doing that in the city of Lansing. Uh, As mayor of Lansing in the last five years, I've balanced five straight budgets with no tax increase. Uh, We've got a double A-plus credit rating at a time when a lot of cities are on the brink of bankruptcy. We're not in Lansing. We've made the tough decisions. At the same time, we've diversified our economy. We have IT, IT, uh, high-tech, bioscience, insurance, and advanced manufacturing growing. In fact, uh, there was a report recently on P- public radio talking about the last, uh, that, that Lansing uh, and, one, and another city lead the state in industrial, in uh, manufacturing job growth. We've gained manufacturing jobs in Lansing every month this year uh, in, in 2010. So we're not giving up. Some people say manufacturing is a thing of the past. Uh, I think that's dead wrong. I don't believe that Mexico can be our manufacturing sector. I don't believe China can do all our manufacturing for us. I think that's a big part of the problem, is the outsourcing. We've got to figure out how to have advanced manufacturing here in Michigan. We make some great products. We've got very productive people. Our workforce is the most productive on the planet right here in Michigan. Our skilled tradespeople are renowned. We've got to build on that. You know, the president was here recently talking about the – praise God. The president did what he did in investing – in. The auto industry here, so that we're on the rebound. You know, JD Power says the Detroit 3 are back on top in terms of quality. We know about our manufacturing prowess. We've got to build on that, we've got to invest in that. And again, turn it into the future, like the, the, the green energy jobs, the wind turbines, the green vehicles, the battery power. These things are on their way. We, we are transitioning in Michigan, and I'm very excited about helping to lead that transition into the next economy, but it is not without manufacturing.
1: Well, that is, you know, and I saw that same thing in the uh, Lansing NPR, uh, or the uh, public radio special. And, you know, but they talk about even something like GM. They're so high tech now. They really are a high tech company. It's, they're well, not just the I low got- tech they used to be.
0: You you got it. And that's where I got this whole angry mayor moniker that CNN and Fox News gave me. And people say, oh, gosh, what are you angry about? Look, I was angry because they were throwing Michigan under the bus. And I admit I'm biased. My dad retired from GM. You know I love the Big Three. I will never buy a foreign car. You know I'm sorry. I, I believe in the American workforce. I believe in American productivity. Uh, I just passed a Honda and a Toyota on the on the road. Uh, it gets under my skin a little bit. I don't understand what you're doing in Michigan driving a foreign vehicle. Hello, hello. It's Michigan jobs. You think you're helping Michigan anyway? I, I get well, a little worked up, but, but you know you I know. get upset. I get upset when I hear these pundits talk about how the auto industry is a throwback to the past. I was at my dad's retirement party when he left General Motors at Plant 6 in Pontiac, and that plant is nothing like the plants that GM has today. We have two of them in Lansing. We make the Cadillac, the award-winning Cadillac CTS, and the Buick Enclave, and the GMC Acadia, and now the Chevy Traverse. We make great vehicles. These are high-tech plants, and so I, I do... I resent it when people uh, talk about our industry and our workers in a bad way. Uh, and I went to the, to Washington and fought for the auto industry. I fought for the investment. I didn't just get mad. You know, I went to Washington. I pounded the pavement uh, with other mayors and we got results. And, and now look, the auto industry is thriving again and I believe that we can build on that. And again, Bill, just like we transitioned from autos to the war machine to, to save democracy, I believe we can, in a sense, transition the autos into the cleaner, greener future, including the wind turbines and the solar panel, and help power that next generation of jobs.
1: How do we actually, though, attract, you know, we had actually Rick Snyder, your opponent, on the, uh, on the show, and he was talking about tax incentives where he didn't agree with that. He didn't think offering this business tax incentive was the way to go. And yet that is, I mean, that's how we got the film industry to come here. We gave them a lot of those.
0: Look, I mean, I've cre- I've helped create the environment for jobs. We've created and retained over six thousand jobs in Lansing. We're in the hunt right now for an expanded GM facility. What, what nobody thought we could do. We're, we're I believe, we're going to win this two hundred million dollar expansion. Six hundred and forty new manufacturing jobs right now in Lansing. So, don't tell me it can't be done. The incentives matter. You better believe it. We use the incentives in Lansing, uh, and we're not, we're not giving money away. But the fact is, you, this is a global competition. I might not like the global economy that we're in, I might like to amend NAFTA and amend the rules of the WTO to make a more level playing field. I certainly would. I think we need that. But as mayor and as governor, I got to work right now with the rules as they are. And the fact is, it's a very competitive environment. And the fact is, I got to compete with Mexico right now today. And so if I have to offer tax incentives, if I have to lower taxes, you know what? It's well worth it to get those high, that, those top of the food chain manufacturing jobs. And you know, when Newt Gingrich was in town in the state recently. He mentioned about Detroit redevelopment, and he, and he made, they made what some thought was a real silly comment that Detroit should be a tax-free zone. But, you know, within that, there, there's some there's some element of sense to what he said. You know, if you look at an old dilapidated uh, factory or, or warehouse, and I know this as a mayor, I, I'm engaged in, in doing this. You know, you look at how, how can we turn that around? What business would want to come in and invest in a dilapidated building, aging infrastructure? Well, not many. So you've got to make that economically feasible. You've got to say something like, look, if you'll take the aging infrastructure, an old building that's fallen apart, if you'll turn that into a center of economic activity, we'll cut your taxes down to next to nothing for maybe the next 10 years. That's how you're going to attract investment. It must be done. Otherwise, why would anybody take a chance like that? It makes no economic sense.
1: We're talking to Verge Bernaro, Lansing's mayor, and wants to be your next Michigan governor. You know, I want to turn to education for a second because, quite frankly, my daughter's a Michigan state. We want to keep our kids in this state, but, you know, we also not only have to provide, we got to provide good education for them, too. And if there's so little money to go around to our public schools, what can we do to keep those public schools educating our kids so our the parents won't take them out?
0: You're right on, Scott. Uh, my daughter's, in fact, driving is behind the wheel right now, believe it or not. Uh, we're on our way to Detroit from Lansing, uh, and she's a recent graduate of University of Michigan. And uh, she's been all over the world. She's been to Vietnam. She's been to South Africa. These kids today, they've got a global mindset, and we better have some, some nice cities, some thriving metro- metropolitan areas to keep our kids. Uh, a part of it, of course, a big part is just the economic opportunity. I mean, there has to be jobs and opportunity. But beyond that, these kids today, you know, they want to go to thriving cities. They, they, our, our cities can't be the, the, the hole in the donut. We need to have our cities be the hub of the wheel instead of the hole of the donut. These kids want a thriving metropolitan region. They want public transportation. It's a funny thing. When when, when I was growing up, I don't know about you, Scott, I couldn't wait to get my first set of wheels. I right. couldn't wait to get my first car.
1: Drive up, up and down Woodward me. just like now.
0: Exactly. These kids today though, they, they, they don't want a car. They want to go where there's public transportation. I think they're smarter than we were. They, they figured out that the cars are sometimes a money pit, those, those first cars. But, but, so, so we need to pay attention to our cities. We haven't done that enough in Michigan, uh, to get our cities and townships and, you know, our metropolitan areas working together to create a, a thriving, a hub of the wheel kind of feel to it. That's what these kids want, but they also need jobs and economic opportunities so so the 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 the, the drive to make Michigan a, a better place economically will will work for everybody. It'll work for everybody. It'll work to retain our young people. We've got to have economic opportunities. We've got to have incubation centers, you know, business incubators to help with our entrepreneurs. And one of the big things, but but you talked about education, but 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 let's be sure, Scott, we got to get back to talking about access to capital because right now we can't have our entrepreneurs are not they're, they're dying on the vine because they can't get uh, they can't commercialize their yeah. products. They can't yeah, get that's right. They
1: can't get any money. And I want to ask you about that. What but, is your but, proposal but, but about the Michigan? Tell us about the Michigan Street, the state bank. What's that going to be about?
0: The, the Michigan State Bank is a key part of my Michigan Main Street agenda. Uh, and and it, it answers the credit crunch. The fact is, right now, Michigan is being redlined by Wall Street. Wall Street has left us for dead. You know, and it's really unfair, Scott. And again, this is where I get a little upset, but I've got a solution. Uh, I get upset because we invested as taxpayers billions of dollars on Wall Street to save these banks that were supposedly too big to fail. And now, those same Wall Street banks will not invest in Michigan. As far as they're concerned, there's 49 states in the U.S. They have written us off and left us for debt. You you can't get a loan. I don't care if you're just starting a business or trying to, or if you're an established business with a great balance sheet, you can't get a loan. Or, Or, God forbid, if you're an entrepreneur at one of our great universities, one of our great research centers, you may have the next big product, the next big thing. And you know what? There's a good chance right now you can't get financing, and the next big invention that, that we pay for that's being worked out at, at one of our great universities could easily end up being commercialized in another state or, heaven forbid, in another country. It has happened, and it can happen, and that's our future. So we have got, you know, when Jim Blanchard was governor, he had the Michigan Strategic Fund, which invested in these cutting-edge deals, and the, and that, that was a good deal. That was a good investment. It paid off. We need to do that today. My proposal is the Michigan State Bank that with, it, it's modeled after North Dakota. It's done in North Dakota. It works there. It's worked for a 100 years in North Dakota. In the last 10 years, the State Bank of North Dakota put $300 million in profits right into the state coffers, right into the state budget to help balance their budget. Do you know North Dakota is one of just a handful of states with, a, I think, two or three with a, a state budget surplus? And the state bank contributed mightily to that. Interestingly, Michigan paid $300 million in interest alone to Wall Street banks. Michigan, the state of Michigan, has a hundred has a hundred uh, has a billion dollars invested, over a billion in J.P. Morgan Chase in a demand deposit account that we could get back and invest here in a state bank and put that money to work. That is un- entrepreneurs. I and was going to
1: say that is Michigan. that is unbelievable. Get that back. We want that money back.
0: On day one, one when I'm sworn in, we're going to get that money back. And even if we don't have the state bank set up yet, I can invest that money in community banks and community credit unions that are here in Michigan who would like to loan out money but are being hampered. We can help those community banks to get things moving in our communities all across the state right now. When you see empty storefronts in your town, whether you're downriver or in Detroit or in Oakland County, when you see an empty storefront today, and I've seen them all over the state, and I've talked to business people all over the state and listen to them, they are being forced into, many of them, just like homeowners are being forced into foreclosure, we've got businesses that have never missed a payment, that have a great credit rating, and the bank is calling them up and saying, we're calling in the loan. Pay it all now. That is not right in tough economic times. Who could afford to do that? What if they called you? Imagine if you were sitting in your house. How many people if the bank called you and said, your mortgage is due, all of it today? How many could pay that? Come on. That's um, what—that's what's happening to Michigan businesses. Ma and Pa, small businesses, are being wiped out with the with the shuffle of paper uh, as these, these banks, these Wall Street banks, uh, demonstrate su- such callous disregard for us here in Michigan. Uh, and, and, and we're being robbed of our recovery. It's tragic what's happening, and it can be turned around now. It's going to take effective leadership, strong leadership, and I think Virg Bonero's going to do it.
1: We're talking to Virg Bonero, Lansing's mayor, and Democratic candidate for Michigan governor. I did want to ask you a question about what, I mean, because I know you're qualified. There's no question you've been an executive, you've worked in Lansing, but you know Rick Snyder, your opponent, he's a businessman, obviously he's successful, but he's promoting himself as the outsider in Lansing. And the, I guess my question to you is, is it better to have someone who's familiar with the legislator but has been in the legislation in Congress or is it better to have someone who's outside that can come in and try to get things done like that? Because that's what he's saying. That's what he's going around saying. Yeah. I'm the outsider.
0: Yeah, well, very good point, Scott. Excellent question. Very discerning. Uh, yeah, he's an outsider. He's an out- He's way outside. Way outside the norm. This is a guy that can reach into his pocket and has put 6 or $7 million of his own money uh, into his-, he funded- funded his own campaign. He's a one-man special interest. Where did he get that money? Uh, look, it's all going to come out. I mean, I'm, I'm fighting for working people. I'm a regular guy. Am I an insider? Well, I've got government experience. I've been a county commissioner. I've been a state legislator. And now I'm mayor. I'm on the front lines.
1: But I'm that's what we we need. someone. We need someone who's going to get something done. We can't just exactly. butt heads and move exactly. the wall.
0: Yeah. But this notion that you're going to get an outsider, you know, Michigan voters have rejected this before. Dick Headley tried it. Dick DeVos tried it. This idea that you're going to have some millionaire some venture capitalist, some Wall Street fat cat come in here and now bow down and, and be gracious enough to come in and save us from ourselves. Well, all right, I'll to head, head-to-head head with him. You know, Scott, I've challenged him to eight debates. So far he won't even agree to three. We've agreed to three right away. He said we'll do three. We agreed to three. He still won't even agree to three. So I'm ready to put my record of public service, of creating jobs, of looking out for working people, regular people. I've made it work. And, you know, they want to paint me as some left-wing, some leftist, some, some union hack. Look, I'm proud of the unions, but the fact is I've got the Chamber's endorsement, the Lansing Regional Chamber of Commerce, the people who know me best, the business community. They support me because they know I have laid out the red carpet instead of the red tape. I'm a pro-business Democrat. I understand that without business, there is no labor. We're going to work together. We're going to grow this state, city, and suburb, Democrat, Republican, black, white, you name it, all of us working together as Michigan. But my experience is growing jobs here in Michigan, not outsourcing jobs. I haven't been part of the problem. I wasn't a Wall Street fat cat who offshored the American dream and outsourced jobs. The truth's going to come out, and people are going to look at his record, his corporate record, his private sector experience building jobs overseas, and my experience on the front lines growing companies and supporting businesses here in michigan
1: well i don't know about you mayor but i think that town halls are great and i love when i can see those and i they just don't get enough exposure do you have any plans for town halls i know you you're on well, NBC with ed shill's talking about do you have any plans for those
0: well, i'm all for the town halls but the town halls I, and i'll do a town hall town halls are no substitute scott for a debate a good old-fashioned debate and he's got to grow up and stop this stuff about oh, Bernero. I'm afraid Bernero's going to beat me up because Bernero's rude. You know, he's crude. Whatever. I'm a regular guy. You know, Rick. I'll be. I promise. I'll be nice. I'll debate you in your mother's living room. She could be the moderator. I, but let's let's give the public a choice here. I'm proud of my record. They want to paint me one way. You can't. you, you can't paint me. You can't label. Labels are for cans. Okay, you're not going to label me with something. I'm a regular guy out here fighting for regular people. My dad retired from GM. I'm proud of this state. I'm proud of our working people. I'm proud of what we can accomplish together. I'll put my record up against Rick Snyder's any day of the week. And I encourage people to check me out at VoteVerge.com. You know, they say that I'm, I, I I give them too much hell, you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm the angry mayor. We don't need somebody angry. You know, they said similar things about Harry Truman. Harry Truman, they said he gives them hell. And he said, I don't give them hell. I tell it like it is, and they think it's
1: hell. Hmm. We've been talking with Verge Bernaro, Lansing's Mater and a man, quite frankly, who wants to be your next governor. You can see he's excited. He's up and alive. And I wish everybody had that kind of uh, spank and that kind of uh, encouragement and enthusiasm. Verge, thank you for coming on our show. We hope you come back before Election Day and
0: give us an update Thanks on your so program. My Take pleasure. Care. Take care.
1: That was uh, Verge Bonero. I, boy, I tell you, you might not agree with him, you might agree, but I, there's one thing you can't disagree with, and that he is up and alive, and, man, he is, boy, he is excited to do stuff. Whether you agree with his programs or not, I tell you, that is exactly what we need in the state, is someone who is committed and totally invested to bring jobs and bring businesses back to the state, keep them in the state, and get us some credit. Because i tell you something, it is exactly what he said. When you have a bank that's sitting there saying, hey, listen, I know you got this credit line, it's a couple hundred grand, but uh, we decided to pull it, and you owe it back. We're going to take your house. Man, there is nothing worse than that. So I encourage everybody to get involved. You get involved and figure out who you want to support. You walk the lines for those people that's Democrat, Republican, I don't care. You get involved, and you try to get this state back on track. We're going to take a break here. This is Crime Time Live. I'm your host, Scott Weinberg. Have you or a loved one been arrested or charged with a crime? Do you want to stay out of jail and keep your record clean? I am attorney Scott Weinberg, host of Crime Time Live, heard Saturday mornings, 11 to 12 noon on 1310 WDTW. Call my office anytime to protect your rights at 1 800 No Jail the number one. Or go to our website at 1 800 No Jail One.com. We have payment plans for everyone's budget. There should never be a price on protecting your rights. Call 1 800 No Jail on the number one one right now.